This is the Kindness and Happiness Connection with Dr. Elia Gorgoris, the Happiness Doctor, and Randy McNeely, the Kindness Giver. Join us weekly with our invited guests as we share actionable kindness and happiness tips, insights, and inspiration to promote personal and professional well-being. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, wherever you may be. It's good evening for my wonderful guest today. I'm Randy McNeely. I'm the Kindness Giver, and this is the Kindness and Happiness Connection podcast. My co-host, Dr. Ilar Gorgoras, is not able to be with us today. He's uh, uh, traveling, and dang, he still hasn't uh, perfected that ability to split himself in two and be in two different locations. So I am thrilled to have the opportunity to be on here with Miracle Macaroni who is the founder and CEO of a website called The Mastery Hub and of an organization called The Mastery Hub. He's an award-winning marketer. He's in uh, leadership and communication consultant. And he is, his why in life is to inspire and empower people with the ultimate aim to elevate human potential. And that, boy, we're gonna be talking more about that today. So over the last 10 years, he's, um, managed marketing and comms for fortune five or fortune 100 companies including huawei toyota and expedia while working at sachi and sachi in 2018 he was responsible for the launch of story sign in australia which is a revolutionary free app powered by huawei uh, which takes words from selected books and turns them into sign language and that wow and that is amazing you know and through that app they help thousands of deaf children and their parents around the globe to read and sign together. It's a $1.5 billion global reach or one point. Yeah. 1.5 billion global reach. And uh, he's done so many other things. Goodness gracious. We could go on for a long time. Miracle. I'm just going to let you, I'm going to just jump in and say, thank you for being on with us today. It's great to have you here. Wow. What an intro. Thanks so much, Randy. It's a pleasure on my being here. I love the work that you guys do. It's incredible how many people you touch and uh, how much joy you bring in people's lives. So thanks so much for having me today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, you know, you're coming to us from Sicily, Italy. We are truly becoming an international podcast. We've interviewed uh, people from Singapore and in Australia and now in Sicily, Italy and in Canada. And we're just getting all over the place. This is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a little bit later in the evening there, it's around nine o'clock, it's two o'clock in the afternoon where I am. Um, and I say that, and this is gonna be posted at eight o'clock in the morning when we post it, that's okay, people will know. Um, I always, we always start with one question. Given that this is the Kindness and Happiness Connection podcast, we have to ask this question. And the question is this, how do kindness and happiness connect in your life personally and if applicable, professionally? That's a beautiful question. Let me start by defining what happiness is for me, and and then I'll work throughout the journey of happiness. I believe that happiness is the story that we tell ourselves. I've been in a situation where I really had to change my narrative in life because effectively the narrative that I was having when I was a little kid, it was pretty challenging. So I had to rewrite the narrative and use happiness as a kind of um, trampoline to really propel the changes and propel 
the love that I wanted to have for myself. Because sometimes we forget how important it is to love ourselves. And the only way to find happiness is to look right deep inside ourselves and ask, am I loving myself? Am I loving myself so much that I want to bring and I want to create an happy life? And uh, that's pretty much the first pillar. The second pillar, which is really around kindness, is sometimes we forget how important it is to be kind to who we are. So the connection between love and kindness is something that is so powerful because the moment that you respect yourself, you become limitless. Sometimes we are there providing values to other people and we forget to provide values to ourselves. Over the last two months, I spent so much time giving that I was emotionally breaking myself unconsciously because I had forgotten to focus on myself and focus on being kind to who I am. You're speaking music to my ears, and it's interesting. There's a little song that I learned when I was a child in church, and you know, it says, I want to be kind to everyone, for that is right you see. So I say to myself, remember this, kindness begins with me. And think about it, we. what you said was, you have to be kind to yourself, because that's how you open up so that you can be kind to other people, really. If we're not taking care of ourselves, it's really hard to be kind to other people, right? I mean, I, I had the same experience. If I was giving, giving, giving last fall, last winter, I was shoveling snow for a lot of people in my neighborhood. And then I ended up almost having a heart attack <laughs> because I wasn't taking good care of myself. So what you said uh, really uh, rings true with me. So, uh, and I had to change some things. So that's a great start. But you raised some things. You said you had a little bit of a different, uh, difficult childhood. You know, ch tell tell our audience a little bit about you, about who you are, and what makes you Mirko Macaroni today. <laughs> well, the question. Look, let me start by saying that I love to embrace fragility and vulnerability, uh, and use this as the foundation of my stories. I just believe that this world needs to embrace more vulnerability, fragility, because only then we'll be able to really expose ourselves to a level that is so deep, that is so, um, that is so embracing of values that no one can ever stop us. I believe that we got to have to show up to the world every day and trying to balance our values and also trying to balance our challenges. I'm going to take a step back. Today, uh, I had the opportunity to wake up in the morning with self-defined values that I built over the last 10 years of my life. But these values were very different when I was a kid. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I was growing up in a, in a very broken family, dysfunctional family, um, abused father, abusive father, abusive stepbrother, both toward my mother and myself. So effectively, I wanna, I'm a storyteller, so I'm going to take you on my journey, okay? Just imagine when you are 10 years old and you find yourself in a room and you are absolutely surrounded by violence. The only thing that you see is uh, people shouting and blood all over the house, right? And uh, effectively, right there, you're looking at the world as a, as a newbie and you say, oh my God, is this is the world that everyone is talking about. Where have I been brought? And are these the values that I should be using, adapting, growing up with? And as I was basically trying to find a solution 
more was going on day after day, I came up with two solutions a little bit later in life when I was 14 years old. The first solution was that I realized that there, was, there were so many things around me going in the wrong way, but I could select the things that were going in the right way and pick them up inside myself. So what I did is I started telling a different stories about myself, about my life. I changed my narrative. I went from being the broken key to start saying to myself, one day I could use all this negativity, all this violence to be the propeller to change other people's lives. I'd rather lead by example. I'd rather lead by inspiration than just do what I've been taught. Because what I was taught was basically really disarming belief system. So that was the first thing that I did. There is one more thing that I did. I created myself. This was one of the reasons why I'm so happy to be in this podcast. I created myself when I was a little kid, a happiness diary. What is an happiness diary? I selected specific moments when I was happy. And unfortunately, when I was a little kid, there weren't many. So my diaries wasn't full of happy moments. But when the happy moment was showing up, that was the propeller to basically keep going, to fulfill myself, to give me the power in the challenging times to look at the happy moment and say, Mirko, you can find more happy moments like this one. Mirko, life is long and you are there leading the way. You will not always be happy. But the moment that you're happy, just be grateful for those very moments. And uh, I still have this diary. I still use this technique. I have a more happy moment now than when I used to be 14. But what I can say is that, that shaped me forever. And um, this is something that I would recommend your audience, your listener, the ones that they cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, pick this moment, write it down. And always go back at it when you cannot see the light and you will find the light inside you. Oh my goodness. That is just so powerful. And it's so true. I wrote a book called The Kindness Giver's Formula. And it's just a short, simple book written to inspire people to adopt this simple little formula in their lives and use it every day to make a difference for good. And one of the things I talk about in there is the fact that we have the powerful ability, and I don't say it exactly like this, but I'm going to, I'm going to use it in your words. We have the ability to change the narrative. We have the ability to look at what's going on around us and determine, okay, I, I'm here in this violent situation. I, this, I mean, this is awful. We have the ability to choose how we're going to respond to it. We can either let it crush us and pound us into the ground, or we can say, okay, these Things are going on, but I have control over my mind. I can determine what's going on in here and how I respond and how I, how I react and what I do. I love the way you put that. You, and it's amazingly a mature thing for a 14-year-old kid. I mean, how many 14-year-olds, how many teenagers do we know today that struggle with those same kind of challenges and, and, and are not able to make that kind of mature, emotionally, I, I use a word uh, in nomenclature, emotionally intelligent decision to change the narrative. That's why stories like yours 
are so powerful and so inspiring, particularly for young people that may be struggling right now, especially because of COVID and because of this, the situation we've been in where they've been isolated and not been able to interact as much uh, with other people. And, you know, we're starting to come out of that now, but at least here in the States, or I don't know what it's like, what, what it's like there in Italy. How has having that diary and being able to write down those times, how does that help you still now? You said you still use it. What difference does it make for you today as an adult, as opposed to when, it, when you're a child? Is it, do you use it for the same purpose? Does it have even more meaning now? Or what uh, benefit is it to you right now having that diary? And that's totally different question than what we had planned but i want to throw that out there too because you no, i love that i love that um it's a very powerful question look i believe that um memories are very powerful they can be both empowering and disempowering and effectively our mind the way we are wired we are emotional beings right and unfortunately yeah. we will always go back to the negative memories Sometimes if I look at my childhood, I probably will have more negative memories than positive ones. My mind just gets me to the negative ones because I was living in a negative state. Yeah. So that's how I tricked my mind. I said, okay, you're not going to remember the happy moments. Let me write it down and let me go back to it in a moment that feels so low, so low that I cannot take the next step forward. Okay. And this is basically how I've seen moment after moment, all my life was starting to change. What's interesting is that when I was from 14 years old to when I was 18, I left, I left home at 18 years old. Um, I, I had basically four happy moments, basically once a year, okay? Which is just very low for, for a teenager, right? For yeah. someone who's constantly exposed to, uh, you know, novelty, right? Uh, and these moments were all linked to travel. So there were all moments that were linked to being away from home. So then I realized one thing. Okay, I, am, uh, I think I'm building this connection with being an explorer, with being a traveler, with basically going outside and see and build more on myself with new defining values, with new values that are very different from the one that I've inherited. Yeah. And as I started traveling and wandering the world, I've realized that, look, I had my challenges. I learned a, a language from scratch. Um, I graduated and got a master in English um, completely from scratch. I, I worked in Fortune 500 and 100 companies in four different countries. And now I'm actually finding myself that I'm ready to tell my stories. I never told this part of my stories before because I never found peace with who I was. So now the diaries of the happy moments, I have definitely more happy moments because I'm building a family that is basically the foundation of it is really built on being respectful, be compassionate, be empathic and being happy. You know, here's the thing. My stepbrother has basically um, nurtured the belief system that we had when we were a kid. And unfortunately, it didn't go that well for him. So my choice was, I'm going to go what I've been, I'm going to do, I'm going to go and do what I've been told, or I'm going to change it all around and I'm going to be proud of myself and I'm going to use these happy moments to fulfill my life day after day after day. So this is so powerful because 
the moment that you acknowledge that you're happy, the moment that you look back at a moment that you've completely forgotten about it, that diary will take you and bring you right back in that moment. Close your eyes and re basically revive that moment from scratch. Because this is the power of our mind. We can be stuck in the past and live in the past self, or we can use the same power of our mind to go back in moments that basically change our lives. You know, um, in my, uh, to my clients in my conscious communication programs, I teach a very simple techniques, which is, uh, which is basically stories plus emotions equal to memory. Okay. If you link to a strong stories, there are very strong emotions, you will create a memory. Okay. Yeah. And that's so powerful because you can go back and use that mapping to go back to that exact moment. You, you and our previous guest, Elon, Elon Zybert, are like twins. I mean, <laughs> yes, I listened to his Amazon today, actually. Uh, I, I loved it. He, he, uh, he, he is the master of what he calls emotional relevance. And it's basically, it's the same, same concept. We have emotional things, stories that create memories. Like, for example, he talked to, but he took us on a journey. When I say 9-11-2001, as Americans, what does that make you think of? Instant thought. I know where I was. I know what I was doing when the TV cameras were rolling and, and the planes were flying into the buildings and the, I, I know and I remember how I felt took milliseconds I mean he just brought up that one one thing and boom I mean that because that was an emotional experience and I love the way you said that say it again I want you to say it again because you just you just said it and I'm not going to capture it right how did repeat that one more time no, no, I, think, I, I think you were I think you were doing right um look as you use the 911 okay to go back to that moment. Unfortunately, that was a catastrophic moment for the entire world. Of course, for American first. Um, but as you use that moment, imagine if you can find a moment where you were extremely happy, um, whatever that moment was, and use exactly the same benchmark as the 9-11, but basically catapult yourself in that moment of happiness. So it's really about finding the story linked to an emotion equal yeah. To memories when you do it close your eyes and try okay to really bring yourself your full self into it it's not going to happen immediately but it's like meditation right meditation is not going to happen immediately it's just the process of really going through showing yourself and showing your body that you can stop you know always connected world you can take a deep breath you can stop and you can leave everything out behind. So if you do exactly the same in a moment that you are extremely down, okay? I had uh, quite a few moments as I changed my life around. I moved from Australia back home to take care of my mom. And unfortunately, she is sick. I changed everything around. And I had plenty of these moments. So what I did was two things. Using these techniques, there is another technique that I used. When I was extremely happy, in a specific moment when I was extremely happy, usually when I'm extremely happy, I'm either uh, around, surrounded by people that I love or I'm connected to nature. I might be walking or I might be surfing or I might be like connected to nature. So the happy self, I usually do a simple recording technique, okay? I take my recorder on my phone 
and I record a thought, okay, with my voice to say why I'm happy in that moment and why my new self, the one in the future that might be facing some challenges, will have to remember how happy I was in that moment. Because sometimes what happens is sometimes we feel like we are two different people. When yeah. we are happy, we feel like, oh, my God, everything is wonderful. When we are sad, we feel like that nothing is going our way. We feel that we are two different people in the same body. What if you can act that? What if you can remind your negative self about the happy moments? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it, it's so interesting. As you start talking about that, talking about pulling in a happy moment and things like that, I immediately thought, you know, ditched the 9-11 thoughts and th thinking about one of the sweetest times in my life. I mean, every, every time one of my children, I have five children and wow. I've been there for every one, like of, every, every one of their births and been able to hold them right after they were born. And th those moments, you see that new little life uh, and, and, and you hear that, you know, yes, it is a whale. It's a scream. When they, but when they settle down and they're just looking around for the first time you know you don't know how much they're seeing but their eyes are just it, it's just amazing for me those are moments that remind me hey there's a god up there that's for me that's my belief that there that, that that's what that makes me think of you know this little life just came into the world and came from somewhere else that was heavenly and you made me think of particularly of my my youngest daughter when she was born within Literally five seconds after she was born, they put me in, put her in my arms. They let me hold. They hadn't cleaned her up or anything. They just, they wrapped her in a towel uh, or in a blanket and they put her in my arms. And I've never had that. I didn't have this experience with any of my other children. I mean, they, I, I loved that moment with every one of my children. But the experience with her stands out because she looked at me directly. She looked directly in my eyes and she smiled. A brand new baby, brand. I mean, I, I will never forget that as long as I live. Wow. I mean, it, it lasted for like three or four seconds. She just looked at me and just sat there and smiled as if to say, I'm here, Dad. Here I am. Oh my God. Beautiful run there. But it was just a sweet experience. So I love that. I love the way that you tie that all together. And, and it's amazing how when we take a minute, it's like you said, when we take a minute, we can step back, we can pull those memories back into our mind. If we're starting to feel negative or, or feel down on ourselves or frustrated by a situation or something like that, if we'll take a minute and just and think about that, that's fantastic. Thank you for, for well, sending, sending me on a, on a happy journey for a minute. <laughs> thanks so much for sharing. I, I got goosebumps and uh, I, could, I could see in your eyes. I could almost see yourself really catapulting in that very moment. Can I ask you a quick question, Randy? What was the one emotion, the one feeling, the, the one thing that crossed your mind in that moment when your daughter, your newborn daughter, looked at you and smiled? What happened inside you? Love from heaven. <sighs> love, love from heaven. I mean, this little newborn baby, I mean, straight, for me and my belief is, I believe she came straight from, straight from God's presence and straight, you know, this little baby just came, came, came from heaven and she's bringing me heaven's love with her. You know, it's, it's interesting. The other, the other, the other half of that story, I was supposed to be interviewing you, but I just got to, I got to share this 10 years later, 10 years, fast forward, 10 years, it's her 10th birthday. 
And I'm sitting here in my office, I'm working away and some, I can't even remember what I was doing, but I was really feeling frustrated about something. I, what, I was trying to type something up and I couldn't figure out something and it wasn't working right. And then like the, the program crashed or something. I was just frustrated and I'm trying to get back online and my daughter comes and knocks on the door. She's like, dad, dad. And I was like, what, what do you need? What do you want? I'm trying to, you know, kind of grumpy. What I'm trying to fix something. It's, Dad, can I come in for just a minute? Oh, okay, you know, and she she walks in and and then I'm sitting there and then she just comes and she just stands in front of me and smiles. And she's I, I said, What do you need, sweetie? And she says, Nothing, Dad. I just wanted to remind you of the day I was born. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> That's so <laughs> amazing. I mean, my my heart just melted like butter on a hot plate. I mean, it's oh. all the all that feeling of frustration and anger and other stuff that went away it was gone and i just had that sweet smile and that moment that moment when she was a baby i mean i could still see her face just turning her head looking up at me and smiling and i could see it again but it was she was right there in front of me and it was just like she gave me a gift it was her birthday and she gave me a gift and i will never forget that i i, I and, and i love telling that story but Thank you for bringing that out that, that out in me again. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for sharing. That's, that's so powerful. I I got goosebumps again twice in a podcast. That has never happened to me. <laughs> Randy, thanks so much. Oh, that, was, that was incredible. I want to get back to you. Okay, this is about this is about uh, telling Mirko Macaroni's story. I, I love saying your name. <laughs> so and I'm probably slaughtering it. I don't know if I'm saying it right or not. <laughs> you're good. But, you're good. Um, you talk about, you've stated, if you don't show up for yourself, no one is going to show up on your behalf. And why is showing up for ourselves so important and, uh, you know, to our personal and professional well-being and happiness? That's a really good question. Let me start with, there is one quote that's changed my life. And this quote is, life is not about you, but rather the people that you touch along the way. And... Man, you're just kind of, you're speaking straight to my heart today, dude. <laughs> and look, that, I was I was basically reading that quote again, and I was thinking, okay, so why do we think? Why do we act like it's all about us, right? Because effectively, if you look around, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's your you know church community, whatever you look around. Most of the people always talked about the one thing. I love to help people. I'm here to help them, to inspire them, to empower them. So effectively, that goes back to us being emotional humans on a journey, connecting with other humans. So it's really all about connecting. There is one thing, though, and that goes back to your point. If you don't have the energy... If you don't have the strength to wake up in the morning and empower, empower yourself, inspire yourself, help yourself to show up in an emotional state that you're ready to give, then nothing is going to happen. Then you're going to stay in bed. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel like the world is crushing. And effectively, you're only going to see dark. You're going to see the world in black and white rather than seeing the beautiful color that the world has gifted us to be. Look, 
I'm someone that has gone through a lot of stuff. And what I can tell you is it's not always easy to show up to and for yourself. Sometimes it feels like it's impossible. Sometimes it feels, why me, right? Why have I gone through all these challenges and why am I embracing so many of them? And, you know, that's the worst mistake you can do because the moment you compare yourself, if you feel bad, you're going to feel 10,000 times worse, okay? I'm here exposing myself, but I can assure you that each and every one of us has challenges, has problems, they're not yet ready to tell the world. I was one of those kids. I was one of these people that say, I really hope that one day I could use the power of my voice to help as many people as possible. Yeah. So it's so important to show up to yourself in a state where you're ready to help. Because you know, that grumpiness, that moment of being nervous, it's part of life. You know, we have that kind of indirect um, approach to being sometimes feeling angry, feeling um, like nothing is going our way. It's okay. You know, it, it is an emotion. It's on you to whether that emotion is going to be a self-defining emotion that is going to define your day your life. I've seen people using, um, let's say, one negative moment to define their life and being stuck in the past or whether you use die emotion to completely change and rewire your narrative. It all goes back to your narrative. Why? Because we spend most of our, we spend most of our life with ourselves. Okay. What do you think about it? We spend 100% of our time with ourselves. We can't get away. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's happening. You know, that is, that's the point. Given that you spend so much time with yourself, but it's probably two things that you're going to have to start doing. Start yeah. talking to yourself, a little bit more candid. I was reading a very interesting studies where um, they basically run a survey in the UK and they were asking people to spend 30 minutes with themselves meditating or going and um, they had basically to eat some disgusting stuff. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people, they decided to basically, instead of spending 30 minutes with themselves, to go and do an action that, that clearly it was kind of counterproductive. That shows that if you don't find peace inside, if you don't show up for yourself inside, then life is not going to show up for you. If you I love that. That, that. That's one of your memes right there, man. <laughs> if you don't show up for yourself inside, then life is not going to show up for you. I love it. It's so true. When we to actually have the courage to show up ourselves for ourselves, because it takes courage sometimes. We get nervous no. when we have negative self-talk, which everybody does from time to time. I mean, we we're, that's part of being human. But we can talk ourselves into a situation where it's like, oh, nobody will want to listen to me. I'm not going to, you know, why should I even say anything? It's not worth it, blah, 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 blah. We could also take that uh, and say, I'm good. I have value. And I can make a difference. And I have something to share. I have a voice to, to speak up with. And I'm going to share what I have to think. And maybe it won't affect a whole bunch of people. But there might be just that one person. There might be that one person that hears what I have to say and thinks, oh, my gosh. You know, I can, I can look at things differently. I can do something differently. We never know when our words, when the things we say and the way we show up is going to impact somebody else for good. Absolutely. 
This is the beautiful thing, right? Each and every one of us has a story. And you don't know whether what you are saying, in a way or another, will connect to someone else deeply. Because this is what happens. Sometimes you say something that will connect so deeply to someone. They say, oh, that happened to me. I can relate 100%. I feel that there's something they like to call emotional roller coaster. Okay. Life. Last year and a half. <laughs> yes, exactly. Life is, is an emotional roller coaster. Last year has been definitely more challenging than many, many other years. Why? Because effectively the world, the world showed up that the things that we take in for granted, going for a walk, breathe fresh air, community, connection, uh, work, flight, plane, all of that. All the things that we take it for granted that we did not appreciate as much were taken away from us. And this is what happened as humans. The moment something so important is taken away from us, that's the moment that we realize how important it was. That's something I'm changing in my life. I'm trying to be more aware of the things that are important and being very protective because I don't want to lose them. I don't want to live a life full of remorse or regret because there is nothing in life worse than a regret. Yeah, well, and we don't want to get to the to the end of our lives and think of this poem. And I can't remember who said it, but there, there's nothing sadder from tongue or pen than these simple words, it might have been. And, and I probably just slaughtered that, but I mean, you get the idea. We don't want to get to the end of our lives and think, oh, what might have been here? Or what might have been there? Or it might have been this way if I had done this, 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 or this. Well, you live your life now. Every day... And you know this, every day, every one of us can do at least one thing and hopefully several things to make a difference in somebody else's life. Mirko, you've made a difference in my life today. Honestly, this, this, this conversation, this, the opportunity to have you on here, your light, your, your face is lit up, your smile. It's, it's made a difference in my life. Every day, a smile, a kind word, uh, something we do can make an impact for good on somebody. And, and we have that ability if we're willing to do it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not hard, not hard. Thanks so much, Renny. I, I totally echo that. Uh, it's been, uh, I don't think I will ever forget the two stories that you shared with me today. And um, if you'll give me the opportunity, I, I'd love to actually use this story as, as a way to make someone else's life better. Because these are stories that are so powerful, they could change someone's life. They could change the direction of their life. Well, so I if you if you grant me the permission, I love uh, during my talk to, to <laughs> bring free. you up. Yeah, Thank you. you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And goodness, we have more questions we could ask. We've arrived at the point in our in the podcast, so the time has just flown. I, I have to ask this question. We may go over just a little bit of time. But at the circle of appreciation. You talk about that, and it's a big part of who you are and what you do. What? Tell me a little bit about that, and then we'll we'll jump right into maybe three tips that you can share with our audience as mm -hmm. takeaways to close out. Yeah, absolutely. So the circle of appreciation was uh, generated by a circle of the appreciation, a circle of seeing basically nothing more than happiness in my life. So when you look deep and nothing works, when you look at life and life doesn't look back at you, then you're really trying to identify the things that, that you have in your life that many people would pay a million dollars to have. Uh, 
So I basically look at four, and I there were four for me, I look at four pillars that I feel extremely lucky to have and extremely appreciative to have, okay? And these are things, these are more than just, you know, having food on the table. Yes, I appreciate having food on the table, but these are things that are going much deeper than that. Things that I have in my life that many people pay a million dollars to have, okay? Look at that way. So for me, I'll give you one, for example. I have an incredible relationship with my mother. She is my best friend. She's my, she's the love of my life. She's, she's everything for me. And you know why? Because we never had a, a mother and son relationship. We had much more than that. You know, when you need to defend your mother, when you need to basically be by your side, see all the violence that she is, um, she's tacking on for you then you almost feel that I have so much to give to this person. And this is why I changed my life. I changed the world around to make my way back because she was sick, right? And this is a, an important pillar of appreciation, okay? I feel appreciative that I can wake up every morning and have the opportunity to be right next to her. There is one thing that always instantly makes me cry. Uh, I don't cry often, but I'm learning how to be more vulnerable is when I think that one day I will not have the opportunity to pick up the phone and call my mother, okay? That is the thing that self-destroys me, okay? So on your circle of appreciation for your audience, I would love, to, actually, if the people that they feel they are unhappy or they struggle, or even the ones that are happy and they don't struggle, it takes five minutes. Spend two minutes of your time to put a simple circle when you put four pillars, five pillars, whatever pillars of appreciation you want. And make sure that you post that next to a place where you will always look, whether it's your desk, whether it's my laptop. So for example, I have mine on my desk. It's a simple post-it. And when I feel, oh my God, the meeting hasn't gone well, uh, the, client, the client meeting didn't go as planned, I look at my circle of appreciation and say, Mirko, you got so much in life. It's a bad moment. It will go. But just the fact that you have someone who loves you has devoted the entire life to make you better, that's already a massive gift. So I really hope that helps. Um, but that, Randy, together with a few other things that I shared, has made my life better. Has moved my life from being a disempowered life to an empowered life, an inspired life to a inspired life so it's really about you know the the two first letter at the start of that very sentence okay you can be happy or unhappy you can be empowered or disempowered you can be inspired or uninspired you decide what letter to put first it's on you you can know it against the world it's on you i felt the life um i felt that because i'd gone through so much things in life Life owes me something. It doesn't. It doesn't owe you anything. The fact that you're already walking on this earth, you own your life to the fact that you came to the world and you basically make connection and you bring positivity if you want, but the choice is always yours. Oh, that's fantastic. I think that's a, that's a great place to, to, to end. I mean, you just gave your take, your, the takeaways for the audience were right there on what you just said. So, Yes. Mirko, it has just been a pleasure, a total pleasure talking with you today. And thank you so much for being on with us. 
I want to thank our audience for taking the time to listen. It's, this has been a fantastic opportunity. And If you want to connect with Mirko Macaroni, you can reach him on LinkedIn, or you can find him on LinkedIn. You can also find him on TheMasteryHub.com. We're going to have another great episode next week. Stay tuned. We've got an amazing man coming on, another great man named Ben Baker. He's going to talk to us about you know, leadership in, in, in business and in life and how we can find happiness in, through, through servant leadership. Going to be another great episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you and we'll look forward to having you on the next, uh, seeing you on the next episode. If you have suggestions for guests or discussion topics, please send a message via our anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash kindness hyphen happiness or send an email to randy at randymcneely.com with the subject podcast suggestion. Remember, kindness is a choice. And happiness is a choice always. So choose to be kind and choose to be happy today and good things will follow. Have a wonderful rest of your day.